This episode of Innovation in Education is brought to you by Merlin Mind and Promethean. Created by the innovators at Merlin Mind, the AI-powered Symphony Classroom featuring digital assistant Merlin allows teachers to move around the classroom freely so they can interact with students, increase class participation, and create more dynamic and engaging lessons. Powered by Edge AI technology, Merlin allows teachers to remotely access everyday apps and devices using their voice. With Merlin and a Promethean active panel display, teachers can increase your classroom productivity even further and support innovative teaching and learning. Teachers have so much to juggle, Merlin and Promethean give teachers what they want most, freedom to teach. Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in K-12 ed tech this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. It's the last episode of 2022. Let me take this moment to thank all of our listeners and to wish each and every one of you happy holidays and happy new year. Meanwhile, there's plenty of fresh content posted to eSchool News this week, so let's dig in. First off this week, Heather Heater, she's the Director of Public Information and Technology at Canton City School District. She writes about her district's decision to implement a new unified homeschool communications platform. It's right there at the top of the news feed this week on eschoolnews.com. She writes, with 22 schools and 8,000 students, nearly all of whom qualify for free or reduced lunch, we have to cover a lot of area in our district. We've been using a number of applications to maintain open lines of communication with our parents and guardians. We knew that some were working and others weren't, and we wanted to create a more unified school-home communications approach. In 2020, our new superintendent brought a robust communications platform with him when he joined our district. As soon as we saw the platform's various functionalities and how it eliminated the need for all those disconnected communication strategies, we were hooked. So she goes on in the piece to list a number of reasons why the integration worked. Here are two. First, in order to keep student data private. When I took over the aspect of district communications, I didn't fully understand the importance of student privacy, she writes. From a technology director's perspective, privacy is not about giving out passwords. But from my vantage point, it's also about who does or who doesn't have the right to access a student's information. When you use some apps, those permissions happen at the building level. Example, I'll just add grandma, grandpa for this student without really understanding whether that person should have that access or not. Today, our communications platform is integrated with our student information system. That helps us better understand who should or who shouldn't have access to the student communications and do a much better job of keeping student data private. Here's another one. See who is and who isn't communicating. She writes, our platform generates reports that show me who's communicating the most and who needs to be communicating more? For example, we're using newsletter templates and eye-catching graphics on the admin page to show teachers how many posts they've sent, identify anyone who is oversending messages, and to determine who their biggest communicators are. We've been using this method more and have also worked the data into our principal's meetings. Again, she has a number of useful insights for any district executive considering a major install or change of platforms. Be sure to check it out. Next up, more bad news when it comes to student mental health, unfortunately. 
According to a survey from Read Theory, uh, that's an ed tech company that helps students build reading comprehension skills, 63% of teachers believe that mental wellness throughout the pandemic adversely affected instruction. And a third reported that they rarely or never teach SEL skills. Lack of time in the school day and lack of support from school leadership are among the challenges teachers said they faced when attempting to implement SEL. Here are a few other key findings of the survey. 80% of teachers indicated that some, most, or all students need support with social-emotional needs. Nearly 60% of teachers said that the pandemic impacted their students' motivation to learn. And here's another one. Teachers' mental wellness throughout the pandemic affected their performance. More than 60% told Read Theory that their mental wellness impacted instruction as well. So there is some hope, you know, with billions of dollars of federal funds now available, schools are investing in SEL programs to help students and teachers cope. According to Simba Information, spending for SEL instructional materials was $1.7 billion for the 2021-22 school year. So with continued awareness and funding, maybe this crisis can be contained. Uh, we'll see. Finally, here's a flashback to one of my favorite interviews of the year. Calcasieu Parish School Board's Chief Technology Officer, Kim LeBlanc, was selected as one of three eSchool News heroes for the innovative STEM learning initiatives she champions in her districts and for her students. Conventional wisdom would say that economically disadvantaged schools across the country would need to think twice before making a major investment in technology. However, not all districts in that predicament have a technology director like Kim. Calcasieu Parish School Board is the fifth largest school district in Louisiana, resting in the southwest part of the state. In total, the district serves 29,500 students across 60 elementary, middle, and high schools. It is 100% a CEP district, which means that every student is eligible for free lunch based on the economic poverty data submitted to the federal government. However, Kim has developed a system for providing the type of technology in classrooms that one would only expect in affluent schools. Have a listen to a bit of the conversation. You know, we're a Microsoft district, but we had very few MakerBot printers or 3D printers. You know, there's some other brands out there that were in the classrooms and you're just not seeing the impact that you would if you put it in the hands of the teacher that stay with those students day in and day out. So our staff talked about, you know, what can we do? And we had, you know, we let teachers check out from the tech center. You know, so they were checking out our 3D printers, but if you don't have it day to day, you can't personalize your instruction, you can't individualize it. So when I heard the amount of money that title was going to hand over to me, you know, we jumped on it. We thought, the MakerBot addition to all of our STEM projects in this whole district would bring to it basically a different dimension. You know, it, it's different than just doing coding or doing robots in the classroom. It allows these kids to be creative, you know, communicate, work with a team. It drives critical thinking skills. So we jumped on this and our Title I director was more than happy to support the project. So we we went ahead and we purchased 400 of the sketch printers, which, you know, 200 sets of them. And we wanted it to have equitable access. So we opened it up K through 12. Anybody who wanted to could apply. 
and um, they signed a contract because we had different phases of what they go through because in this district, we have never handed out technology without professional development. And we always think that that's the key of our success. It's the professional development because you could send a 3D printer to a classroom and they would have no idea what to do with it, you know? And my staff works very hard on writing lesson plans and working with teachers, you know, to figure out, okay, how will this fit in your curriculum? And if it's not a good match, well, they just use something else or they don't use technology at all. You have to just decide when it's going to make its biggest impact. And so with the 3D printer, I mean, just thinking about the design process, you know, teachers working on design process with the kids, going through that whole model. I mean, that was the thing that, you know, we wanted to push in our district. We wanted something a little bit different to push these kids. And we wanted it in the hands of the teachers working straight with the kids. Yeah, because it seems that you know, the professional development obviously is, is key to really making these a, a day-to-day tool, right, Stefan? I mean, otherwise, they would have a tendency to just become an expensive paperweight in the back of the classroom. You're 100% correct. It's, it's something that's often overlooked when it comes to education technology. And, and that was just more kudos has to go to Calcasieu Parish for this because they they're not just talking about getting a fancy device in their classroom for the sake of showing it off. Um, they're actually incorporating it into curriculum to help students learn and teachers teach. And I mean, that's what it's all about. You can go up online to eschoolnews.com and go under the Hero Awards tab to hear the full story under the title, Dedication to STEM Learning Makes This ESN Hero Awards Winner a Standout Leader. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eSchool News for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the K-12 EdTech space. Remember, eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.